Welcome, welcome all. Very sombering afternoon today uh, with the passing yesterday, December 29th of the late great Pele. So I would like to take a moment of silence in honor of arguably the greatest footballer of all time. All right. And on a happier note, Tyler, what are you drinking today? I'm drinking mango cart. Ooh. Um, good beer nice I choice. found. Light, Chris. Honestly, it's great for summer. And yeah. My wife saw it available, even though it's winter, and couldn't help herself. <laughs> I know, right? Like, there's everything you want wishes it was summer. Yeah. Right now. It's terrible. Uh, today, I am drinking Stella Artois out of a Stella Artois glass. Um, Classy. But those are our brews. Let's get to some banter. Welcome to Brews and Banter. So today we are going to cover a recap of 2022 and some very bold predictions for 2023. So just to recap, uh, as far as competitions go, we got the Champions League was won by Real Madrid, Europa League by Eintracht Frankfurt, The English Premier League by Manchester City, the FA Cup by Liverpool, Carabao Cup, Manchester City, Serie A, AC Milan, La Liga, Real Madrid. We have the German Bundesliga, Bayern Munich. Uh, I mean, yeah, what a year. Community Shield, Liverpool, World Cup, Argentina, Ballon d'Or, Karim Benzema, Tyler, a lot of moments. What was your Lots favorite? Of moments. My favorite, obviously, as an Arsenal fan, it's going to be uh, them finishing at top of the league here for the new year. That's always good to see someone new besides Man City or Liverpool. But I mean, how do you not say the World Cup final? It's tough. I think I think that has to be that game was amazing, fun to watch, had the drama, the stories. So for me, it's got to be the World Cup final, Argentina versus France. Yeah, I mean, for me, I, I want to say the World Cup final, but there's always a special moment of anticipation for the start of a new English Premier League season. I don't know what it is. It's not the Community Shield. It's that first day with everybody playing on the same day. It, it's you never know who's going to win. Energy, you don't know. No one has momentum. You don't know who to pick. Yeah, who's going to win? Arsenal's top of the league every year. But I, I do, I do have to agree with you. That World Cup was fantastic, and I don't think any competition last year would trump it. Um, no, the but, Champions League final. I mean, that was it was a good game. It was Real Madrid Liverpool, but still didn't quite have the dramatics of the World Cup. Yeah, I mean that that final was amazing. Um, but Arsenal top of the league, end of the year. Who would have thunk it? I certainly didn't. I hope it continues into next year, and we'll find out with our predictions if it's correct. Tyler, what was your team of the year for 2022? I know there's a lot of teams that made a lot of improvements. Yeah, um, I think for me, it's got to be Real Madrid. The Liga winners, Champions League winners, it's tough not to say them. I mean, they knocked out Man City on their way to the final. Tough team there. Yeah, never an easy task. So for me, it's it's Real Madrid. 
Okay. I mean, I know Manchester City won the FIFA team of the year. I don't agree with that. I agree with you. Like, Real Madrid has to. I mean, they won the Champions League and La Liga, and it wasn't a close La Liga race either. No, but it is this this year. Very much so. And we will get into that. Uh, I Goal of the season? I goal think, of the season. Probably uh, one that kind of goes one. under the radar for me as far as what I think the best goal of the season is. I mean, obviously you had some big-time goals. That Mbappe goal in the World Cup comes to mind. It could be a goal of the season. Um, that Chavez free kick in the World Cup was definitely beauty of a free kick um you know cristiano ronaldo had a great goal against spurs i don't know if you remember that one he had a thumper from outside the box that he just blasted into the net it's always you know goals against spurs are always on the top of close to the top of my list so (laughs) i mean erling holland that acrobatic one against borussia dortmund in the champions league that one was pretty crazy i don't know how he right. gets his, his foot leg was up higher there. than the goalie's hands it was yeah crazy but i think for so, me there's a goal it was scored by dimitri payet and it's it's a volley that he just roofs from outside the 18 i mean this thing is flying and you see it just rise up straight into the goal and it, it was just beautiful and so that I think for was me for, that has to be the goal of the season for 2022 that was for marseille against yep. I don't know how to say that. Is that P-A-O-K? Yeah. You say that? Yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, that one was great. It's hard to really beat that. Personally, I would go with either Jordi Alba's volley against Atletico, uh, where it's it just loops over the goalie, bends towards that far post. Yeah. Or, I mean, that Mbappe goal in the World Cup final. It was just it was such so a good. huge moment. Yeah. Huge moment. Great strike. For the average human, it's next to impossible to do. For, you know, elite athletes, it's almost impossible to do. And you have him making it look like it's a piece of cake in the biggest (laughs) stage of them all. That's a boppy for you, man. He makes the impossible look easy. He really does. And, you know, he's one to watch for the future. He's one to watch now. Uh, Not for the future now. He's watching Mbappe. Um, Player of the year, speaking of Mbappe. Player of the year. Um, obviously, Karen, Kareem Benzema won the Ballon d'Or. That was for so the best player. Though. I mean, it's hard to argue not Messi after this World Cup. It's hard to argue not Mbappe after this World Cup. As you mentioned last time, how many goals did Mbappe have in this World Cup? Eight goals? Yes. Something like that. I mean, that's yeah. that's ridiculous. I mean, Messi um, had seven, then, so it's it's close. And then Messi also, I mean, he got a goal in the round of 16, the quarterfinal, semifinal, final. I mean, those are big-time games, and he's scoring goals. Big-time player. I mean, how do you not look at Erling Holland, the beast, man? Just putting goals in for fun. Um, It's crazy to see what he's going to do in 2023. Yeah, ending the year on 26 goals since August. That's insane. Yeah, I mean... Those are near messy numbers. He's got more goals than Chelsea right now. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. In the league, nonetheless. In the league. So I- um, for me, it's got to be, it's got to be either Lionel Messi. I mean, you could argue for Kareem Benzema. 
I don't think he because of the World Cup and him not playing in it. I don't think he is even in the top ten. It's hard because we had the Euros last summer as well. Kai Osaka tore up that tournament. He's tearing up the Premier League right now. He tore up the end of last season. It's hard not to include him in that conversation as a completely biased opinion. <laughs> That's but, a little biased, yeah. Yeah, it's completely biased. But an unbiased opinion, you got to go with Lionel Messi. He's won every tournament except for the World Cup that Mbappe has won, but has the World Cup. And arguably, correction on my stats from the first episode, he has 23 goals and 20 assists, not over 30 of both. Uh, but that's just this season. So since August. Well, just to be different from you, because I don't want to say Lionel Messi and us agree with one another. I'll say Erling Holland. I mean, it's I'll great say choice. he's been the best player 2022. I mean, hard not to argue. Look at the goals he's scoring, man. Mm-hmm. Dortmund and City. I think he might be uh, the reason why City could win the Premier, or not the Premier League, but the Champions League. I mean, he could be for both, but... Let's hope not for both. Not for both, just for one of those. <laughs> uh, all right, next we got who will win the Ballon d'Or, which I guess is the same conversation, isn't it? It is, but I, I think that one will be more biased towards Messi since he did win the World Cup. It always is more biased towards Messi it, or Ronaldo. You can definitely, you definitely know whoever wins the World Cup that year, someone on that team is going to win the Ballon d'Or. I mean, d'Or. just look at Fabio Cannavaro. 2006, yeah. Yeah, I mean, he came out of nowhere, no club level. No, he he was playing for Real Madrid, I believe, at the time. So, I mean, he's playing for a big-time club. Yeah, but there was no conversations about him being in the mix before the World Cup. After, yes. And to me, it was a surprise. It was a surprise, especially the year Thierry Henry had. Mm -hmm. But, again, man, they, they love World Cup winners when they're voting for that. For that trophy. Yeah, and that's why Messi, for me, it's not even going to be a competition. I want to say somebody else, but because he won the World Cup and he's Messi, I think he wins a record, is it seventh, Ballon d'Or? I was going to say like nine or something. Yeah, it's a ridiculous amount. Um, But that also equals him with Danny Alves for trophies. Yeah, I mean, again, at this point, it doesn't really matter what I think. I think he'll win. He, He will win it. Just yes. face off the Argentina game. Argentina running this World Cup and the games he played. I agree. Um, who will win uh, goalkeeper of the year? Hmm. That's a tough one. Because, I mean, you obviously want to say Emiliano Martinez for Argentina. The heroics mm-hmm. in the shootout for the final and in the was it the quarterfinal against Netherlands? Mm-hmm. Um, Livakovic had a great, great World Cup yeah. tournament. Yeah. Um, you look in the Premier League, you know, at Allison and Ederson. Um, Donnarumma for PSG. Thibaut Courtois for Real Madrid. All great yeah. keepers. Mm-hmm. But again, I, a lot of these awards, man, I think they go off the World Cup. Not necessarily the club, the club play. And so, again, I think it might be another Argentinian and Emiliano Martinez. Okay. Um, I think because of the year Real Madrid had last year and Courtois being the defending um, Yashin Trophy winner, for those of you, that's for the best goalkeeper. Um, 
I think he's going to win it again, personally. He might. I mean, a Champions League winner, La Liga winner. Mm-hmm. Mostly because of those two trophies. And they seem to be a little biased towards La Liga and the voting. So, uh, What about the Copa Trophy? Last year, the best under-23 player was, was Pedri, right? I think so. Who wins it this year? And I personally don't think there's going to be much of a competition. Yeah. Who, who, do, you, who do you have winning it then? Erling Holland. It's, it's easy. I want Bukayo Saka to win it. Pedri might have a, a case, but Erling Holland with the year he's having, I think he wins it because he doesn't win the Ballon d'Or. Yeah, it could be Erling Holland. could be Jude Bellingham. Musiala? I would love for Saka to be in that mix, Martinelli, but... What about Musiala? Musiala, yeah. Yeah, I think Maybe. Gavi or Pedri, I mean, they're just amazing midfielders there for Barca. Yeah, I mean, Gavi's, Gavi's still got six years in the chase for that trophy, so... <laughs> That's crazy. <laughs> Can you imagine being that age and playing for your national team? And being that good? No. I will never be that good in my life, and he's only 17, so... <laughs> Uh, okay, we did Puskas Award. We did Best Goalie, Under 23. Let's get into next year, shall next we? Next year, 2023. 2023. It's looking like it's going to be an epic year. Hard to beat 2022 with that World Cup. I just think with all of the teams currently in the lead of all the different leagues, it's going to be some surprises this year. Definitely could be, obviously, starting in the Premier League. I mean, not many people picked Arsenal to be top of the table. Still, some of them have their doubters. I, yeah. Me being one of them, reluctantly, but that Man City team, it's hard not to... It's so hard. They're so good. Yeah, they're very good. I mean, then they went and got arguably the best striker they've ever had. I mean, yeah. Pep's like, I don't know, you will never play Sergio Aguero. I think they did. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, he said openly, I don't think we can ever replace Aguero. And I'm pretty sure Holland's going to pass every record that Aguero's set for Man City in probably half the amount of time. If he keeps going like he's going, yeah, that's for sure. It doesn't look like it. He just keeps getting better and better. So, yeah, in the Premier League, you have Arsenal at the top. That could be a great storyline. Yeah. you know, Barca, they're top of La Liga right now, but then they're playing in the Europa League. So it's kind of a, what will happen to them? Can Madrid catch them or? Yeah. You got Napoli. Top of the table? Top Napoli, of the look league. at them, man. Go there Napoli. No one predicted that at the beginning of the season either. So we got a lot of upsets coming. I know, um, you know, France is close between PSG and a lot of other teams. Bundesliga is close. Yeah, if Freiburg up there in second place. Yeah. Obviously, we we know who's in first, but but I mean, you still got Dortmund there. You got Leipzig there. There's a lot of really good teams. Mushin I don't know Dortmund. There. They're they're a few points off. I don't know if they'll they'll catch like them. Liverpool but... in the Premier League, man. Anything can happen. That's true. That's true. So, I guess the biggest question here amongst every fan in the world. Not just us. Can Arsenal keep it going? Can they win the Premier League? I don't know. <laughs> I hope so. Uh, 
I'm going to say yes. If they can continue playing like they're playing, you know, the injuries are kind to them. You know, I think if they if they lose a Thomas party, that could that could hurt. But you have El Nani as backup. Who I think is a decent backup there. Um, we'll see who they get in the transfer window here in January. Lots of rumors with Joe Felix and Mihailo Mudrik. Yeah, I think they definitely need to make at least a couple couple signings. Yeah, and they got Emil Smith Rowe coming back, who will Smith be like Rowe a new signing. Back. Yeah, yeah, I mean, he I was. Think- their leading scorer last year. So I think they, they definitely need some reinforcements to give them some depth. Like at man city has, I mean, you look at that man city team, they just an overabundance of world-class players there. Yeah. I agree. So, I mean, you have to have something like that to win the league with how long the campaign is. And, you know, this is something obviously Arsenal want to be challenging for, for years to come, you know, next season they could be battling, you know, you're, you're battling on four fronts. You have the FA cup league, Carabao Cup, either Europa League, Champions League. So they definitely need some depth, and I, I think they should do that this January, look for players for the future, not necessarily the right now. Yeah. And with Edu, I mean, they're, they aren't panic buying, which is a great sign. However, they they need to find the right player and fast, especially with the World Cup just happening and a lot of players being in the showcase. Yeah, well, you know, that's the good news about, you know, Mihailo Mudrik is he didn't play in the World Cup, but he also hasn't played since November. So there could be some match fitness things there. If, yeah. And they have been aggressive going after him. Um, We'll see, though. It's You never know in the in the transfer market, you know, Shakhtar Donetsk, where Mihailo Mudrik plays his football. They're asking for a lot of money, whether Arsenal will be willing to pay that amount. So it's a question. Yeah, I mean the latest bid was sixty-five million. Shakhtar rates him at a hundred. Can they close the gap? I don't <laughs> yeah, know. Yeah, I, I don't think they should make him. They should break their record for him. I think that's going to so put too much pressure on him as a you know a young player. I mean, look what it did for Pepe. So Anthony, Jaden Sancho, and go on. But yeah, most of them are for United. So. And then Joe Felix looking like he might leave Atletico for for somewhere in the Prem, maybe a Man United, Chelsea, Arsenal, Arsenal also mentioned. Also linked. Yeah. Uh I it's hard for me, especially the the Arsenal topic because, you know, with Gabriel Jesus out, they say Febu- end of February, but with a knee surgery like that, you're say, talking he comes back from the surgery into training. Still has a month of training. Now you're talking the end of March, which is three quarters of the season. Like it's huge. Can Eddie Nketia keep that up for that long? I think regardless, Arsenal have to reinforce that forward position. I, I agree. Uh, they I mean, got right, they're playing with one out and out striker and Eddie Nketia. Yeah, I think Chelsea yeah. also really should go for Joao Felix. They they've been struggling up front for goals. Yeah, and they're not afraid to pay whatever fee that Atletico wants. So. I think right now they're asking an eight million fee, and then after wages, you're probably looking at thirteen million for a six month loan. Yeah, uh, it's a lot of money for just a six month loan. But yep. if it gets you in Chelsea's case into the Champions League, that's a lot of money. He gets paid back immediately. In Arsenal's case, it could be the difference between second place and top of the league, which is hundreds of millions of pounds. Yeah, and then even you look at Man United, who are linked with them. They they just lost Ronaldo. Mm-hmm. 
So they're definitely mm-hmm. in the market for a striker as well. The good news for them is they have Marcus Rashford firing yeah. now. Yeah. Uh, but Ronaldo, speaking of Ronaldo, he just got announced today for Al Nasir. Two-year contract. We'll see what that does. It's five years of marketing, which is pretty cool. So they own the rights for him for the next five years. Well, he'll he'll collect a nice paycheck going there. Well, yeah. That, I mean, that's Ronaldo's especially. It's where he earns most of his money. But I don't know. For, I would with, say for me personally, it's a little sad to see him go to Saudi Arabia. Saudi Arabia. Would have thought he maybe go back to Portugal. Like, he's come to the MLS. Yeah. At the end of his career, most people would have thought he would have come to the MLS, but in two years, probably. We'll see. Speaking of Ronaldo, is Manchester United better off without Ronaldo? We'll see. I mean, it's tough to say. I think probably yes. He hasn't been playing much anyway. Like I said, the way Rashford's been playing the past few games, the way he performed in that World Cup, he's he's firing, man. He's ready to go. Yeah. I mean, I have to agree just because of the toxic personality that Ronaldo is that dressing room. I mean, watching them this weekend, they look so much better uh, with Bruno taking a leadership role there. They, they look so much better. And with uh, Garnacho coming through the youth ranks, tearing it up. I don't, Funny part is I don't even know if Anthony and Jaden Sancho even get a look in now. I think they will, but it's tough. I, I don't think it's tough to say. I think I know they will. I know Anthony will will probably get some look ins. Sancho, he definitely needs to step up his game to get into that Man United squad. You know, which is it's so weird, man. He, he looked at him at Dortmund, and you're like, oh man, he's going to make Man United so much better. Yeah, I mean, he's had moments of brilliance, but it's just it's that consistency. Yeah, I mean, if you are Manchester United, do you send him back to Dortmund on loan for the rest of the no. season? Just to get that form back? I don't think you do, no. I guess the other question would be, would Dortmund even take him at this point? But that's for another day. Other burning question. With the disappointment of the form of Liverpool this season, will they get back to their best? Yes. Why? Yes, they will. I think Jurgen Klopp, he had that little break there for the World Cup to kind of work with the squad he had there. Still had quite a few players there. I mean, you saw Andrew Robinson breaking the record for assists by a defender. Um, They just got Cody Gagpo. So they'll be getting him into the lineup here, I'm guessing, in the next month or so. I think Darwin Nunez will start firing. He's been a little lackluster at the beginning of this season. But, I mean, I I told you, I would have loved to have him at Arsenal. He's a, I think he's a great player. I agree. Um, you know, we know how that first year in the Premier League goes for some of these players. Usually takes a little time to adapt. Um, you know, and he's getting chances is the thing. He's just not finishing them. And so there's just, he's getting in the position to to put the ball on the goal, but he's just not doing it. And so I think once he starts doing it, you'll you'll start seeing his numbers really start to go up. And obviously you'll help, you'll help Liverpool get some wins. Yeah, and I mean, like you got Liverpool has quality all over the pitch. However, they do have a defense that's not in form. They're very vulnerable on the counterattack, no they matter are. if you have Cody Gakpo or not. Their midfield, yeah. old, not very good right now. I mean, today, they didn't look very good. I would argue good. the midfield's good. I mean, with Tiago in there and Henderson. 
Fabinho. Yeah, I mean, Fabinho as well. Most people forget about him just because he's always there. I think, yes, they will, but they do need to sign a midfielder in the transfer window. That right. is, Who do you think how? they should sign? Personally, my prediction for that is later in this show, but they do need a high-profile midfielder. Oh, I think Probably I know one of now. <laughs> they can get fairly inexpensive because they just spent money on Gakpo. Rumor has it they don't have a lot of money to spend. So maybe an older midfielder on loan. Maybe try for Adrian Rabio from Juventus. You get him on the cheap. He's still only 27. He's world-class in the opinions of the French national team. Personally, I don't think he is, but he would fill that void. He's a hard, hard-fighting midfielder. He's got that good final ball. He might fit into Jurgen Klopp's system. We'll see. Yeah, you kind of um, touched on it. It's the defense. That, the defense not quite playing as well as they have in the past. Yeah, and I mean, they have the depth there. They're just not in form. I don't know what's happening. Virgil van Dijk, still one of the best defenders in the world. Joel Matip, Joe Gomez. Andrew uh, Robertson on the left, Tran on the right. Yeah. If Alexander Arnold decides he wants to play defense, I think they're 100 times better. But at the same time, you need him on attack because they haven't been able to score enough goals. So we'll see. Next burning question, which I guess will ultimately decide if Arsenal win the Premier League or not, but can anybody stop Manchester City? Yeah. I mean, Real Madrid did last year in the Champions League. Yeah, but we're talking about Real Madrid. That's a different different topic altogether. It is. I mean, Real Madrid are a top team. But I mean... Our, Liverpool, our, the Premier League's filled with top teams, but besides Man City, I mean, Arsenal are showing they're a top-notch team. Liverpool have been up there. Chelsea, they're all good teams. And you know, in the Premier League, anyone can be anyone any given day. I mean, we'll see. Uh, I mean, Brentford showed the blueprint on how to beat them with a dangerous counter, long balls forward. Arsenal still hasn't played them. So the no, first game just that they off play. That, just even going off the game last year, though, at the Emirates between Man City and Arsenal. I mean, Arsenal were winning. Yeah. Jaka gets a red card. Typical Arsenal fashion. Um, and then they lose in the last minutes from a beautiful Flute strike goal. from Rodri. Flute goal. So, I mean, they, they had them at the Emirates. Yes. Whether they can do that again, that's a big question. But, I mean, the way this Arsenal team's playing, they're, they're firing. Yeah, I mean, they look very good, very dangerous, silky smooth on the ball. Watching them against West Ham, I don't know if there's anyone. like They They just have that press that just looks unbeatable. It's similar to, to Man City's. It that's is why. exactly <laughs> like Manchester City. Yeah, with a little bit of Wenger ball mixed in. However, how they match up against each other, how does Arsenal respond not having the ball most of the time? I guess only time will tell. We'll see in February. Yeah, it'll be interesting. I, I mean, obviously everyone's going to say Man City probably has the edge, including me. They're yeah. a great team. I mean, again, Holland, man, you hope he doesn't play that game. But if he does, you know, he's he's always a threat. Always. Me personally, unless Erling Holland gets injured for at least a couple of weeks, I don't think anything stops this Manchester City squad, especially the way the rest of the Premier League has played this year. The only team that's playing up to standards or above it 
is Arsenal. There's another team in there. Newcastle, yes, but City played them. I guess they did draw, but that was was at. Do you know what team has the best defense in the league right now? Least goals against? It's Newcastle, yes. It's Newcastle. Yeah. So, uh, speaking of, I guess, going back to Cody Gokpo, uh, transfer that have been announced, will they make an impact? So, we'll start with Cody Gokpo. Will he make an instant impact at Liverpool? That's a tough one because you never know with those young players coming from a different league. Um, I want to say yes, but I think my gut's kind of telling me no. We'll see. Jurgen Klopp's a great coach. Maybe he does get the best out of him. Um, You know, I don't know where you play him with Salah, Diaz, Darwin Nunez. For me, Diaz has been playing great. He's definitely a threat. He is hurt fairly often. He is, yeah. But you also got Diogo Jota right right there. And he's arguably Liverpool's best player this season. Well, I think he's coming off an injury as well. Yeah. I know he wasn't at the World Cup due to injury, so we'll see yeah. how, how long it is before he comes back. I personally, so, I don't think Cody Gakpo will make an immediate impression. I think because of the physical nature of the Premier League, how he's not used to it. Notoriously, players coming from the Dutch league don't transition very well. I think it takes him till the end of the season to really get integrated with the squad. And I don't think maybe he scores five goals, maybe 10, if he's playing in, say, the FA Cup, the Carabao Cup, those sort of games. I think you said it right there. It's how long does it take for him to get integrated into the squad, to get settled? You know, if that happens quick, then yeah, he's going to make a big impact. If it doesn't, like you said, it could drag on till maybe spring, maybe April. Season's almost over by then. So will he be, I mean, in the Champions League, I think he probably will just because it's less physical, um, less physically demanding. But then again, if he's performing in the Champions League and Liverpool win the Champions League, then yeah, he had an impact. (laughs) That's fair. Uh, that seems to be the only place that they're performing right now. So time will tell. Uh, January right around the corner. Do any transfers get announced right before the end of the year? I mean, we got a day and a half. So no, I mean, you got Ronaldo today. Yeah, so that's a I mean, that's a big news transfer. That's Cristiano Ronaldo. He yeah. just got signed with Saudi Arabia. Yeah, I mean. He's a big name player. He's going to get make that club millions of dollars, pounds, whatever currency you want to say. He draws a crowd. However, you have the skill level of that league isn't really that far up there. No, you've had kind you've of seen a, a couple high down. profile names go to that league. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, it's, it's not the best. I don't think obviously it's, it's not near to the level of the Premier League at Man United where he was playing. But like you said, he, he's not getting any younger. I definitely do think Messi winning this World Cup was a little bit of an ego hit for him. I mean, you can kind of see it in his attitude at the end of right before the World Cup at Man United. He walked mm-hmm. off early on that Spurs game, refused to come on as a substitute. So walked off for Portugal as well. Yeah. Then got benched. Uh but going with that same topic, transitioning into next year, 
Let's get into our big transfer predictions for January. You know, I can't think of too many. Um, you know, I had one that was Ronaldo going to Saudi Arabia, but that just got announced today. So <laughs> I think uh, the big one we touched on earlier, João Felix will leave Atletico for the mm-hmm. Premier League. Now, which team he goes to, I don't know. Is it Arsenal, Man United, Chelsea? I think a part of me thinks Chelsea. Okay. I think they'll splash the cash for him. Um, Do you think they're going to spend, splash the cash for both him and Enzo Fernandez? There's talks about that. Yeah, Enzo Fernandez. They're, they're I think, willing to, was it 120 million? 100 yes. million? 120 million. It's ridiculous money. Um, so I was right when I said the most uh, on our previous show, player with the highest transfer value increase. Yep. I, I'm, I'm curious to see how Enzo does if Chelsea do get him in the Premier League. I think that will be an interesting one because, I mean, they got Jorginho and Golokante, Kovacic there in the midfield. Mm-hmm. Um, Loftus-Cheek as well. Loftus-Cheek, yeah. Mason Mount. How do they all fit in? Does Graham Potter even get the best out of him or know how to use him? Chelsea are notorious for spending a lot of money and not knowing how to use a player, so we'll see. I have a, a lot of like very Salah and Kevin De Bruyne come to mind. <laughs> huh? Couple players like Mo Salah and Kevin De Bruyne come to mind. Yeah, yeah. But I have, I mean, even Romelu Lukaku as well. I have a lot of very bold predictions. Do you want to hear them? No, I, yeah, I do. Let's hear. <laughs> <laughs> Where do you want me to start? I'm going to go with Mikhailo Mudrik becomes too expensive for Arsenal. They sign Jao Felix on loan. Okay. Next, Man United struggling with cash. Sign Marcus Turam for ten million. Okay, he's only got six months left on his contract at Borussia Mönchengladbach. And then, because Arsenal can't afford Mikhailo Mudrik, Newcastle buys him. <laughs> Next, Arsenal buys Yuri Tielemans for fifteen million. I think they wait till summer. I think they pay now because they need another midfielder. That bad. I don't think they do. Ah, that's where we disagree. The, there's not a lot of depth there. Do you trust Ambi Lukonga? I don't trust him. El Nini, I do trust him, but not for the big games. Yeah, but you have Lukonga, El Nini, Smith Rowe, Vieira, Odegaard, all in those midfield roles. I think I think they got enough there. Okay. Do do I think they go for Tielmans eventually in the summer? Like I said, yes. I think he would be a great backup for Jaka or even Thomas Party. Mm-hmm. But I we do agree. Get, it I is, think they wait till he's on the free. It is inevitable at this point. Whether I mean, it be you can in tell January by Tielmans' performances here for Leicester that he he's not happy there. Yeah, well, it's the whole Leicester squad at this point. Um, Sergio Ramos. Reunites with Cristiano Ronaldo at Al Nasir. Uh, that is the new rumor out today. Okay. Uh, Manchester United buys Vlahovic or Goncalo Ramos as their new striker. Wouldn't that be a slap in the face for Ronaldo? They buy Ramos. Yeah, a huge slap in the face. Uh, Chelsea goes in for a Brighton midfielder, whether it be McAllister or Calcedo. 80 million. I've heard Caicedo, yeah, he might be leaving 
Brighton. Yeah. Uh, Liverpool announced Jude Bellingham with a twist. Not till the summer. I hope not. Uh, Barcelona struggled to offload players. Announced four players on a free. <laughs> and those are my transfer predictions. <clears throat> so I'll give you one of my transfer predictions that I hope happens. Again, I give it a 3% chance that it will. <laughs> Arsenal win the league. Okay. They're league champions going into the Champions League. Go all out on Jude Bellingham. Now. Okay. At the, not not in January, but in the summer. In the summer. In the summer. Okay. Um, that, that, that's my hope. Whether that will happen, probably not. You're, you're right. I'm guessing you might go to a Real Madrid or Liverpool, but yeah. rumor that's out what today, Arsenal should do. So Rumor out today, Madrid want to sign him, and they're willing to pay extra for him now. They don't need him, but they want him. <laughs> All right. The big-time bold predictions. Let's get into it. EPL, who you got? Of course you know who I got. Arsenal. Get it over with now. Arsenal. All right. Being the superstitious Arsenal fan that I am, I'm going with Manchester City. In prayers that me not jinxing Arsenal, I get it wrong. Bundesliga. It's hard not to say Bayern Munich. Um, well, it's impossible. I, I There's no way you could you convince hope Freiburg me. Get, put them at least, give them a title challenge. But, but it's Freiburg out of nowhere. Yeah. I just don't think they have it. La Liga. I'm going to go with Barcelona. Okay. They're top of the league right now, and mm-hmm. I, I think they might maintain it. Since they, okay. they're out of the Champions League, I think they'll focus more on La Liga. Okay. I don't think Barcelona has enough squad cohesion to go that far. They just seem like the end of the fuse is right there, and they're going to explode any moment. So I went with Real Madrid. Okay, yeah. Serie A. I'm going to stick by Napoli. Yeah? I am too, after watching them play Liverpool in the Champions League and absolutely blowing them out of the water. They keep that up. Serie A is not very deep. AC Milan's having struggles this year. Inter Milan looks garbage. Juventus, well, they don't have a board. And probably half their squad by the end of the January transfer window. So, Napoli, in my opinion, runs away with it. Good for them. Okay. The big one, who wins the UEFA Champions League? Manchester City get the first title in the UEFA Champions League. Thanks to that Norwegian Viking, Erling Holland. See, I don't think so. I think Pep is stumped. Manchester City are cocky, and I'm going with the momentum of Mbappe and Messi. PSG get their first Champions League title with those guys. Mbappe gets his first Champions League title and uses that momentum to absolutely destroy every single team next season. Goal machine, man, the robot. Yeah. You don't you don't go against him. Yeah, well, I'm going with Mbappe, the other robot. So you're going with Ninja Holland Turtle. in the Man City in the Premier League, but not the Champions League, huh? Yeah. I think they put all their eggs in the Champions League basket and they crack and fall. So they focus on Premier League, Arsenal's injury woes, catch up with them. Manchester City win the Premier League. How about the Europa League? 
That's a tough one. There's a lot of good teams in the Europa League this year. I know. Barcelona, um, Juventus, Manchester United, Freiburg, Sevilla, who notoriously do very well in this competition, and Arsenal, unfortunately. So part of me wants to say Arsenal. Okay. Um, again, they're, the way they're playing, if they can keep it going, I think they do win the Europa League. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, if things start getting a little closer in the Premier League, I think they might focus less on the Europa League yeah. or on the Prem. And so if it's not Arsenal, I'm going to have to say Barcelona. Okay. Do you think they're going to beat Manchester United then? They should. Yeah. I went with Arsenal. Imagine my next that. up wasn't any of the teams we talked about. I picked Sevilla as my next one. They are so good in the competition. They always do well. And somehow, against all odds, generally end up in the semifinals or finals. That they do. Yeah. Okay. Back to the English Premier League. Top four, end of the season. Obviously, so my, we have Arsenal first. So my top four, I'm going to go with Arsenal. Second, yeah. Man City. Okay. Third, Liverpool. Okay. And fourth, Newcastle. Okay. Why did you think that Liverpool would make a, what is it, 15-point swing to pass? No, they're only five points off. Yeah. Okay. Tottenham. Five. Off Tottenham, but they have to get all the way into third. I think they okay. will. Okay. I think Jurgen Klopp, like not. I said, he's had this time during the World Cup to work with those players. I think yeah. I think they I just, do it. I think that defense is going to be the Achilles heel that breaks them. I don't think they even qualify for the Champions League this year. I pick City first, as I said earlier, Arsenal second. Newcastle stays in third place. Surprise of the season right behind Arsenal. And then, as a bigger surprise, I picked Manchester United as number four. Okay, why Man United over Chelsea or Tottenham? Yeah, highlighting a five-way run for those last two Champions League spots. It's going to be close. I mean, it might come down to the last day, honestly, for those did last those year. last two spots. Did last year. We'll see. And you got Newcastle, Tottenham, Man United, Chelsea, Liverpool all kind of vying for that spot. Yeah, Brighton's not far behind either. No, Brighton's and been they've playing. They've been disrupting all sorts of teams. <laughs> all right, well, let's go to the other end of the table. Who gets relegated? Oh, this one's a tough one too, man. There's a lot of teams fighting down there. Uh-huh. I think for sure Southampton okay. is going down. Nottingham Forest, I think, is also going down. Okay. And then I'm going to go Everton goes down. Frank Lampard gets Everton relegated. Interesting. I'm going to go with them. It was I was debating between Everton or Wolves. Okay. Um, but I, I'm, I'm going to I'm going to take a bold prediction and go Everton. Okay. I think Wolves have too much quality to be anywhere near the bottom by the time they're done. I went a little less bold and a little more bold. I said Southampton gets out of the bottom. Okay. Bournemouth, Forest. And Leicester, after the fire sale they have in January of all their best players, Leicester City goes back down. Arguably one of the worst and furthest falls from grace in a long time. No, I don't think Leicester will go down. I don't think Bournemouth either, man. Bournemouth has been playing too well. My prediction is my prediction, not yours. 
And your predictions aren't, aren't very good. <laughs> you have an opinion, but it's wrong. <laughs> All right, fine. Uh, Storylines to watch. Obviously, Arsenal. They're running top of the league, five points clear. It's looking promising. I don't want to talk about it, but let's talk about it. I mean, it's a huge storyline. No one expected them to be there. No one Everyone thought it'd be Man City, nobody Liverpool. picked them to even finish fourth this season. Yeah. So, I mean, credits Arteta, what he's done there. Yeah. It, it's absolutely... I have to give him so much credit just watching... Well, one, the Amazon documentary was fantastic just to see the intricate ins and outs of the way he coaches. He um, swears at them so much, oh, too. I love it. It's so good. <laughs> Can't do that to kids these days either. So it's it's good to see him doing it. However, it's for me, it's the little intricacies in the way that he makes players move their bodies, position themselves, the body language. Every little intricate tactic is huge. And that's why all of his players say he's a tactical mastermind and why Pep Guardiola is scared of him. I mean, you just have to look at one player to see what a genius Arteta is and that's Granite Xhaka man yeah I have been probably one of his biggest critics over the past few years yes you have um and he I love it when players prove me wrong and this year he has proven me wrong and I think that's when it's credit to Xhaka for implementing what Arteta is telling him yeah and credit to Arteta also for putting him in the position he plays for Switzerland made a huge difference so one of my bold predictions, as I already mentioned, is Everton getting relegated. Yeah. You know, I don't think they should be getting relegated when you look at the the quality on that team. No, there's no way in hell. But just it's kind of been going now for started last year. Mm-hmm. They weren't playing very well, and it's continued into this year. And I think it's, it's going to catch up to them. It's such mm-hmm. a competitive league, the Premier League. And it's, you know, like I said, I mentioned Wolves, but I also thought them. They had the quality on the field. Where I don't think they'll go down, and I think they just have a little bit better quality than Everton, which is why I think Everton goes down. Yeah, I mean, arguably everything, everybody from like 12th down looks terrible. So, it's, I mean, yeah, there's it's a lot a of teams season. kind of within that couple points there of that relegation yeah. zone. You got Bournemouth, Leeds, West Ham, all kind Aston of earning Villa. that. Yeah. Uh, okay. Um, my but another one Newcastle to the Champions League. How, how great would that huge. be? Arsenal and Newcastle back in the Champions League. Newcastle, it's been, what, at least 20 years. It's been a long time. I mean, yeah. obviously, some money helps. <laughs> Get back, buying but some good players. Arguably, they didn't buy any superstar names besides Alexander Isaac, and he hasn't even played. He hasn't played very much, no. But, yeah. I mean, they kind of snuck Bruno Gamaresh. Yep. He's been and a stud. Nick Pope. Sven they swapped Boatman. him up. Eddie Howe has been doing a great Such job a there. Stud. Yeah. They're playing um, how he wants them to play. Yeah. Mine uh, was Brighton gets into the Europa League. Very bold, but it's just <laughs> the way the they're feeling playing, around I, that team. I mean, it's hard not to say no. Yeah, the, yeah. They're playing great. I guess the question then is, right? If, can they keep their players is the, the big yeah, question. Yeah. If they can keep their players in January and then you have so many good teams around them who misses out on the Europa League. Well, I mean, also, you look at their recruitment. Some of the players that they've bought and sold. I mean, you look at Ben White to Arsenal, Kukurea Mm -hmm. to Chelsea. Mm -hmm. Um, I'm guessing Trissard will leave here soon for a good penny. Yeah, Callister, Caicedo. So, I mean, they've their recruitment's done well, and they've made a lot of money off selling their players. 
oh, it's made huge waves too in the amount of players they can pick up. So uh, speaking of Calcedo, let's go into our players to watch that aren't named uh, Mbappe or Messi for the rest of the season that most people haven't really heard of. All right. So actually, I went with most people have probably heard of him, but Anthony Gordon for Everton. I think he's been their yeah. one bright spot. And this you still season. think he's going to get relegated? I do think that he's going to get relegated, which is good because he'll move to a better team. But <laughs> okay, he's been a bright spark for Everton. Um, you look when they don't have him on the field, they aren't a threat on the attack. Arguably, probably their best player. Mm-hmm. Give me your uh, so you get yeah Anthony Gordon. Give me your top five. So I got Anthony Gordon. Yeah. Um, and then a left back for Wolves. I'm going to butcher his name. It's Ryan Ait Nuri. Nuri, yeah. I think is what it I, is. Yeah, you got it right. Um, just been watching him play on that left back position. He's kind of more like a wing back. He likes to get up there, you can tell. And he's impressed me. Okay. Um, he, he likes to take defenders on. He can get around those defenders. He's quick. So I think he's one to watch as well. Um, another one I would say would be Michael Olise from Crystal Palace. Yeah, he's been tearing it and, up. And uh, Eze for Crystal Palace. Okay. They're pretty young players. Olise at 21, Eze at 24. And they've been fun to watch for Crystal Palace as well. Yeah. I guess and then the maybe one question, that... The big question is, though, do they keep hold of their star player? a big question at, at crystal palace yeah i think they will probably for another year or so maybe as leaves but i don't think elise will he's still young i think he you want him getting a lot of the game time that he's getting mm-hmm. at crystal palace versus going you know to a bigger team sitting on the bench or not quite getting the minutes that he should be getting okay and then, and then uh, the more. other player, I mean, people know him now, obviously, at the beginning of this season. But, I mean, you and I probably remember him from his days in the MLS, uh, tearing Atlanta it up for United, Atlanta United. Yeah. Mr. Miguel Amiron yeah. has been a stud for Newcastle this this year. They're proving Jack Grealish wrong. He's acting like 10 times a player. Jack Grealish wishes he could play like him now. Yeah. So, yeah, those are some good predictions. Um, Almiron. I mean, he, he's been, he's, what is he, third in goals scored? Second, maybe? I think he might season. be. I think he's in third, yeah. Yeah. Um, but for a winger that came out of nowhere last season, I, that's that's damn good. Um, my top five, for those of you who don't watch Premier League regularly, uh, Moises Calcedo, man, is he a short little bowling ball that just takes the ball away from players. Oh. 19 years old for Brighton, Brighton Hove Albion. He's, he surprises me with some of the things he does. Uh, next, Alejandro Garnacho, 18-year-old United. Manchester United, coming through their youth ranks. Um, I also had Almiron. Gabriel Martinelli, I have to say it. I can't not He's say it. He's been on the scene, it. man. He's not an up-and-coming. But for most people, people have that heard of him now. only watch the World Cup, you got one game and they lost. You watched him. Uh, and then I, for my last one, I went outside of the Premier League for someone who did shine for Portugal, uh, Rafael Leao. Man is a, the next up-and-coming hot striker that is just going to set the world ablaze 
and be overshadowed by Erling Holland. Talks about him leaving AC Milan as well. Yeah, and we'll get into that next. Uh, good transition there, Tyler. Let's go with bold transfer predictions for the summer. I think I already mentioned one, Bellingham yeah. to Arsenal. Bellingham to Arsenal. I think Mbappe will leave PSG for Madrid. After the debacle last summer, huh? You I do. Think I think they're going to actually back for go him. back for him. How much does he cost? <laughs> Over 100. Over 100. 150 over under, over under 200 yeah it's it's gonna be a lot i'm going over um, and then uh rafael leao i think he goes to Ch- chelsea chelsea okay um, i, I mean, also there are think... rumors that city want to get him and swap him for jack Grealish. i think if i may see milan there's no way i'm ever taking that deal personally no, I mean, look at the age difference. Leo's much younger than Grealish. Yeah. And then McAllister, Alexis McAllister leaves Brighton. Two? Or just leaves Brighton? I think he just leaves Brighton. I don't know if he'll stay in the Premier League. I mean, it's tough to say which where he goes. Yeah. But I'm guessing he leaves Brighton. Okay. Are you ready for mine? Let's hear him. All right. Rafael Leal to Newcastle. To Newcastle. They get the Champions League. They have the money. They're attractive enough. They sign Rafael Leal. And then I'm going to go on the way out from Newcastle, Almiron to Madrid. Santiago Nunez story, huh? Yep. Uh, Granite Xhaka to Barcelona. They have a history of buying Arsenal midfielders. I think they come in and buy them. Just because the way he's playing and because he plays for Arsenal. Well, that's all right. Arsenal's going to get Bellingham to replace him. Well, I hope you're right. <laughs> uh, okay. Chelsea spend 400 million pounds and don't get any better. We'll see. That's, I'll be that's biased. <laughs> uh, also, towards Newcastle, Milinkovic Savage to Newcastle. Okay. Him and Bruno Gamarayesh. Tearing it up in the midfield. And then my boldest one yet. Neymar to Chelsea. Neymar to Chelsea. So you and I, we both agree Chelsea needs someone in the attack to boost yes. them. So I think, you think it's Neymar it's and I think Bowley. it's Leo. Todd Bowley wants that big name person to get in everything. They're coming off the worst signing of the season in Aubameyang. They're going to get the always hurt in a predictable time Neymar, who is just going to crumple under the physicality of the Premier League, which is why I don't think they get any better. If they do get Neymar, I do think it'd make them better, but I don't think they'll get Neymar. Well, we'll see next year. And that's all I got. So Yeah. So that was it for episode three, Bold Predictions. Very bold, I would say. Yeah, very bold. Uh, make sure you guys all check us out on uh, YouTube. Bruising Banter FC on TikTok. Bruising Banter FC. Join our Facebook group. Let us know what you guys want to hear. We love to comment and chat about your guys' thoughts. So make sure you let us know. We'd love to hear it. Yeah, look us up on all your podcast platforms. We'll see you next time here on Bruise and Banter.
Cheers. Cheers.